And when I chose to live my life based off of my purpose, it was like everything changed. The way I look changed. The way I lived changed. And when you find your purpose, which I believe will come if you ask, then that is what you build your body of work on because that's where the magic is. The magic is when you are in your vein of your purpose and your gifts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Empower with M. I am your host, Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I hope you're ready to expand your mindset, raise your vibrations, break through limiting beliefs, and to seriously start owning your power. But before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any of my episodes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I sure am ready. So let's get empowered. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I am so excited because today is an episode that I am eager to dive into because I'm actually speaking to a spiritual entrepreneur and also the CEO of Freedom House Publishing Co. So Kira Paulson is joining me on the podcast today. Now her energy is just so angelic since the moment she (laughs) popped on this call. Like there's just this calmness and this flow in your voice that I'm so excited to chat to you because I know that you're going to be able to help me with exactly what we're looking for on the podcast today. So welcome, Kira. And how are you doing? Introduce yourself. Tell our listeners about a little bit about you. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I feel like it's magical when we get to meet where I'm all the way over in Idaho in the United States and you're all the way in Australia. And right now it's 8 p.m. and the Sun is setting on my window and my kids are hopefully going to be quiet (laughs) and you get to be in the morning time and it's just so magical. So I feel very lucky to be here. It literally is magical is the word because as I was saying to you when we popped on this call, the sunset, the way it was hitting your face, like, and the way it's hitting your face now, it just screams magical. And that's why I'm like, (laughs) you just are such an angelic person. And we've literally only just met, but like, everything, you know, the energy, Mm. the flow in your voice, the light on your face right now. Like I'm pumped. I'm pumped to dive into this. (laughs) Oh, this is going to be fun. So why don't we start off? uh, Can you just like tell our listeners a little bit about what it means to be a spiritual entrepreneur? Because this is an area that you do do coaching in and your podcast is also called The Awakened Podcast, which links a lot in with spirituality. So tell us a little bit about what it means to you. So for me, I love all things spiritual. Like if I could meditate and chant and journal all day, I would feel so good. It's like my zone of joy. And I also love business, like truly love it. And I noticed when I began my business that there was a lot of struggle. There was a lot of hardships. And one day I realized, what if I take all of my spirituality working with my angels, following my intuition, really doing deep prayer and guidance. What if I connected it with business? As soon as I did, it was like magic happened. Everything shifted. Everything became easier. And I realized like this is what works for me. And this is going to work for all these other light leaders, healers, shamans who they speak the language of spirituality and they hate the language of business. So I kind of am an interpreter. And I take the language of spirituality and teach them the business that's going to help them be successful. 
I love that so much because literally the approach that I'm trying to take as an entrepreneur myself is finding a way to integrate integrate my spirituality into business and really to yeah. break away from the hustle of things and shifting more into alignment. And I feel like this is something that so many people are trying to do these days, particularly in the online space, right? Where we, it can be so easy, like, you know, being self-employed to get carried away in the hustle of things. So I'm so excited to like learn further about, you know, uh, how you've incorporated spirituality in your business. So before we dive into that though, like for anyone who's mm-hmm. still new to spirituality, when I'm like talking about spirituality, I'm like, you know, we're talking about the divine, putting our trust in the universe and all of that. But what does it mean? Like, what does the divine mean to you? And, you know, what does it mean to be connected to this as well? So I think everyone has their own connection. And that's what is so beautiful about spirituality is my connection can be completely different from yours, but it's the same vein and it's the same thread that we're working through. So mine is, I'm a, I feel like there is a God who knows me, who knows my life, but I also feel like there's this divine mother who I've really had experiences with. And so I've got this, this like masculine divinity, this feminine divinity and I really feel my angels. So when I speak of the divine, it's like this whole team. It's not just one. It's this whole team who knows me, loves me, and is actually here to support me in my work. And I mean, I feel it all the time. This is what I love about spirituality is everyone always has their own unique sort of perspective on what it means to them. And that's what I find so beautiful about it all. Like, I love that you have this perspective of a team supporting you, which I think is so powerful because For me, I've always looked at it as I'm sort of being guided and supported by this higher version of myself, you know, that version of myself Mm -hmm. that I'm always trying to work towards. But I think it's even more beautiful that you're like, I've got this squad backing me, this spiritual squad. (laughs) Yes. But I will say, I do talk to my future self. Like, for example, today was a pretty intense day. Like, I've already coached a group of mastermind women. I've already been on a podcast. And then I recorded four hours of videos for my new boot camp. So I was a little bit burnt out today. And then all five of my kids came home from school and then the hustle, right? So I was feeling like crazy burnt out. Like I got to I gotta really get in my higher version to be on this podcast with you tonight. So I sat for a minute and I asked my higher self, like, all right, Kira, I know you've already done this podcast. I know you've already launched this boot camp what do I need to do right now? And at that exact moment, I heard, go charge your earbuds. And I was like, all right, thank you. You know, And it's like just those simple moments of connecting to your future self that you get exactly the steps you need to really move forward. Wow. And what I love is because earlier on you were talking about if you could just meditate all day, you would. And so in (laughs) a way, is this like a little bit of a ritual that you do that when you are running lower on energy, when you are feeling yourself running low at the end of the day, you then switch to meditation as a way to sort of reboot a bit? Yes. So I have a a lot of interesting practices, rituals, and most of them can be done anywhere at any time because I am a mother to five. There is so much going on when the kids are home and like I was just warming up dinner and all of the kids were everywhere and it was really loud and my nervous system was really shot. And so I do this meditation literally while I'm stirring dinner, right? So it's not like I'm like sitting on my meditation chair with my candles lit. It's like right there in the kitchen and I visualize light moving through my body 
And I visualize the light going on every cell of my body and like cleansing it, like cleansing the exhaustion, cleansing the burnout. And then I invite the light to really nourish every cell and every nerve of my nervous system. And within five minutes, I can have a reboot to really show up for my children. I love that because I struggle when it comes to creating time to meditate. I know that it's so important and I see a spiritual coach myself and every single time we do card readings, like the self-care that I pull is meditation. (laughs) I love that. I know. And every single time I go, it's like the universe keeps on saying, girl, I'm telling you, this is what you got to do. Just start doing it. But I can never actually commit myself to creating the time for it, which is my biggest fault when it comes to self-care. And I know I need to create that time, but I love how you just said that you don't actually like, you know, necessarily have to clean an entire slate to make it possible. You can just be present in a moment such as doing the dishes or cooking and use that as a space for meditation. So I love that so much. (laughs) Yeah, it it has helped. It's kind of um, the superpower I found of being a mom is like, I have all these ideas that I want to do, but I have to be like, how do I make this work? Now, I do wake up an hour and a half before any of my children. So I get up at 5 a.m. and that time is delicious. I get to meditate. I get to chant. I get to pray. It's like my Disneyland. That's what every morning is. But truthfully, when you step into the realm of really creating and being like really bringing work into the world, it it has to be more than once a day. <laughs> like for me, it's like I've got to have multiple moments of rebooting my system to stay in a higher vibration. Mm, so it sounds like for you, meditation is a really high priority, like a non-negotiable, essentially like the mm. same level of non-negotiable as showing up for a client call. It's something you lock in and you do it. Yeah. So 100%. that's awesome because that's the sort of shift that I need to make with my perspective around it, because I do understand how you know important it is to be doing. So what would your tips be for someone who is maybe in the position that I'm in, or is just wanting to start trying meditation out for the fun of it? How would you suggest they start integrating it into their days? So I'm, I'm not a free, like, I don't just meditate like, okay, I'm going to close my eyes and think of nothing. Like that's not super fun for me. (laughs) And I find that it needs to be fun. It has to be something I want to do. Whenever I land in the realm of should, like I should do this, it's never going to happen. And so it has to be something fun. So I create a sacred space plan and I'm a big like, what sounds so fun to do? And I listen, like I love Lana Fairchild. She's actually from Australia. I love her and she's the best meditations. And so you can look them up on YouTube and, uh, or like Gabby Bernstein, I love her meditations. So you just kind of like find one where you're like, Ooh, this can be so fun to do tomorrow. Put it in your sacred space practice so that it gets you excited to wake up. And it, it's like something to look forward to Mm. that has made all the difference for me. And when you say sacred space, what do you mean by this? So I love sacred space. I love it because I believe if we can create a place in our home. And when I say that, like, I know a lot of people think like, oh, I don't have like a yoga room or no, like I live in a tiny house with five kids. It's not like I've got a dedicated room to my sacred space, but I have like a little nook, a little spot that I've dedicated. 
And I've created it where when I go to this place, it's where I commune with the divine and it's where I go every single morning. So as soon as I step into that tiny little nook, my spirit is like, oh, we're here to commune with the divine. We're here to receive inspiration and we're here to nourish and restore anything that might feel tired, exhausted, worn out. And that, I mean, sacred space is, it's the core of everything I do and everything I teach. And it literally changed my life when I began doing it. Because I think this is important because my struggle when I would meditate is I would meditate on my bed and I'd fall asleep. And totally, it came to the realization for me that that's because on a subconscious level, like we associate bed with sleep. So quite frankly, you can't meditate where you're going to sleep or you're going to fall asleep, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I love that idea of creating your own little sacred space and also highlighting the fact that it doesn't necessarily have to be an entire room. It can literally just be a little chair with a nice little blanket on it, something that's going to make you feel comfortable and get you excited about getting into that zone. So this is really awesome. I guess I'm curious to know, like you mentioned that you love your rituals. So what are some of the sort of spiritual rituals that you go about each day with that you get excited for? So I, I mean, I'm I'm trying to pick which ones, which ones do I talk about? My, my morning practice, my sacred space always involves uh, I begin with prayer. That's always really big. And then I work with my angels and that is a huge piece to my life. So if people are new to that. I simply request, like I call them in, I, I call in my angels, my leaders, my guides, my teachers, and I do call them in through the divine light. I feel like that's important. Like if we're going to call people in, let's call them in through light. And then I ask them to support me with what I need help with that day. Right? So if I'm launching a new program and I want the perfect fit women to be able to come into this program, I ask them to go find them, like go find the perfect fit women who need my work, bring them to me so that I can help them. And then if I need, like, sometimes I need an hour open to write, then I ask, can you open up an hour in my schedule today so I can write in my book? They're just a big piece to my life. So I really put my requests out there. And then I do a lot of journaling and gratitude. And I write for what I'm grateful for. And then I write for things that haven't happened, but I write as though they have. Mm -hmm. So I write like they have already happened and I'm so grateful for them and I feel it and I know it. And um, and then I do some healing work. Healing is a huge piece to my work. So I go in and I do some healing work in my chakras. I love that. I love that you do your own scripting rituals because that's something that I enjoy doing. I probably don't do it as much as I should be. It's more of like a monthly thing. I script and set the intention of who I'm going to be stepping into and what's going to come in the following month. But the thing that stood out for me the most was when you said you request like to receive from the angels and receiving through light. And I think that's so beautiful. So in a sense, what you're doing there is that around like manifestation and sort of asking and then receiving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I think for, you know, one of the things that works just so well in my business is that I am never forcing, I'm never like, I'm going to make this happen. I put the request up and then I ask that the right people will be brought in. Or like today I was like, I need four hours to record, let this happen. And everything fell into the most beautiful place today that gave me the time to record. And I don't chalk that up as like, well, that's a weird coincidence. Like, no, that was given because I asked. And what I love about that is it really is something that is going to switch you out of that hustle place. 
Because what I find is that so many people are like, I have to push, 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 push in order to get results in business or whatever I'm working towards. But that shouldn't be how it is. And so I guess my question for you with that then, because what it sounds like is you just put a lot of trust in the universe. You just say, this is what I'm looking for. Please bring it to me. Like, And obviously you're taking aligned action with it. But how do you let go of any fears that may be sort of nudging you to go and start that push? Because what I've noticed is when we hustle or we're in a place of push, it's really driven by fears. So how do you release those fears yourself? I think there's a lot of fear when we expand. And I'm going to be honest, every time I do something new, right? Like I can do a lot of scary things. I can write books. I can publish them. I can create programs. They don't scare me anymore because I've done them so many times that now it's like no longer it's not really an expansion. It's just like a continuation. But when I launch something new, it's like all the fear just rips right out of my body. Self-doubt just wants to clear me like to the floor. And so I have to do a recommitment. And what that is, is like, I really have to dig into my vision. Like, why am I doing this? And as soon as I can feel the power of my vision, it trumps the fear. And you know what? That is so true because when you are focused on your vision, you're focused on the purpose, the reason why you're doing the thing that you're doing, and you're less focused on yourself. And when you're focused on yourself, you're fixated on the fears of, oh my gosh, what are these people going to think? What if I fail? Like everything to do with you as an individual, and you really become separated from that bigger picture. So I love that coming back to uh, recommitting to your vision and allowing that the to be the thing to really lift you above those fears that do come. Yeah. Amazing. It's the only way. Otherwise the fears will always drown you because mm-hmm. expansion creates a place of un like you're not stable anymore. Expansion means you're going way past where you've ever been. And so the ground feels like it breaks. Everything feels unstable. That's a place of fear. But if you can focus on your vision, then the expansion becomes a miracle. I love that. And yes, it can be such a scary and intimidating thing in the moment of expansion. But then like, even just reminding yourself that you've done it before, like the version you are now is different to the version that you were previously. So you've gone through an expansion, you've gone through fears, like, and you've overcome them to now be going to another level of expansion. So even just reminding yourself that you have done it, you know, so there's nothing to be worried about. Amazing. I love this topic. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I know. So let's come back to, I guess, the area of entrepreneurship then. And obviously, spirituality plays a massive role in who you are as an entrepreneur. So what role does that play for you? And if you didn't really have your spirituality, where do you think you would be as an entrepreneur right now? (laughs) I definitely don't think I'd be where I am. I I mean, really, I started my business four years ago. Um, I had five young children. I was a massage therapist. I worked a handful of hours a week, I probably made, I don't know, $300, $400 a month. And I now sit here four, four and a half years later with, you know, well over a six figure business and just like so thriving in what I do. And I, I wouldn't be here without spirituality. Like it's led me every step of the way. That's impossible. Most people can't do that. I didn't do that. I just followed intuition and took some pretty scary action steps, but I was guided every step of the way. 
So what would you say to anyone then who's an entrepreneur and they're really stuck in this place of, I want to say disconnect, because if you're not in alignment, you're disconnected and they're in that space of hustle and they're really skeptical about leaning into their spirituality. Like, what would you say to someone in that position? Well, it's similar to how I help women write their books. So the women I work with usually write their books in two months and people hear that like, that's crazy. Like no one does that. And it's a distinction between writing your book and receiving your book. And it's the same thing with business. People can try and figure it out in their brains. They can read a bazillion books. They can do everything. But when you are trying to figure it out and you're not listening to this inner intuition that is there for every human, it's going to be harder. But if you can drop in and receive, receive ideas, I would say receive visions, receive insights, receive dreams, then everything can become easier because you're not trying to find your way through the woods. There's something guiding you and it's Mm -hmm. powerful. It is very powerful. And a lot of the time, I think, while well, particularly in the online space as well, we can compare ourselves to what other people are doing and go, oh, they're doing this successfully. Therefore, that's what I should be doing. But it's not about that. It's not about doing what others are doing. It's about doing what's right for you. And then connecting to your spirituality is really going to help you align with what's meant for you. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I, I really, this is something I teach a lot is that if you create something that your soul is not crazy about, but you're like, well, this person's doing it. It's working. Like you'll never succeed because you can't sell something that you're not just freaking passionate about. You can't sell something because it worked for somebody else. Everybody has their own distinct model, their own, their own process, their own way of doing things. And when you can listen in, it's going to light you up. And then it's so much easier to sell your work. It's so much easier to get people to join your programs because you're like, I am lit on fire for this. And Mm -hmm. that comes when you listen inside. And that all comes back to like just being aligned with you and your true self and what is truly aligned with you. And I love like exploring different ways to work in alignment. Like that's really the direction that I want to grow my business through, you know, like And I'd sort of decided from an early stage in my business that I was going to shift out of that disconnect, out of that hustle, out of that comparison and fully find my own path of alignment. So something that I have found in creating this shift is that there's a lot more ease and a lot more enjoyment that comes from the entire process of things. Now, I'm not 100% there because it's still so early in my journey, but so far I've started to experience exactly that. So what I want to know is like, you know, how do you go about working in alignment and Even like specifically, how do you find that balance between like, you know, the action and then putting your trust in the universe? Because that's probably an area that I think is most difficult for people is letting go of like, you know, a certain level of action and just trusting that everything is going to work out. Yeah, I think that's a really great question. And what I find, I call it my altar practice. And what that is, is I have a very distinct vision for what needs to happen. And I like literally, because I'm super hands-on, I, I imagine it's in the palm of my hands and nothing's there, but I imagine this vision is here. And I, I place it up onto an imaginary altar and I ask the divine, what is the one thing I need to do today to help this come through? And as soon as I hear it, as I always do, and it's not just me because every woman I coach, 
They do this practice. They all hear things. So if you ask, you will receive. And when you receive the one thing, then you have to commit to doing it. And that is, I mean, it's like the compound effect. Small actions create huge results. And it, so it takes these really huge visions and it puts them into a tiny place of, I can do this one thing today, not 87 things. Even though there may be 87 things you do, it's actually just not as important as that one thing. I love that so much because when you do have like these long lists of things that you need to get done, or you've maybe got so much on your mind and you're like, oh my gosh, I just don't know where to start. All you really want is that guidance about, okay, what is the one thing that if it's the only thing I do all day, like that's the thing that's going to move the needle forward. So I absolutely love that. And that's something that I'm going to give a try myself. So in terms of giving that like a practice, say, for example, someone wanted to work on that through journaling or just wanted to understand like, you know, because we can doubt when we're receiving something. Maybe if you are sitting there and waiting to receive like a message, you might be doubting like, did I just receive that? Or did I just say that? Like, how do you work through that? So it's like a muscle, right? The first time you go to the gym, you wait, you know, you got those five pound weights and you're like, oh, this is so heavy. And then soon you can like lift 20 or whatever, right? Like your muscles grow. Receiving intuition is, it's a spiritual muscle. And so what I find is that at first you get to just have faith and take action. Even if you're like, I don't know if I really heard that, but I'm like, just try it. I'm going to do that one thing. And then you're going to come back again. You're going to ask again the next day. And then whatever you receive, you're just going to try it. The way I look at it is like, what do you have to lose? Right? Like just try. And then when you start to see like these amazing results, you begin to understand like, oh, I am receiving. This isn't me just making things up. Like these, these one actions are actually making a difference for me. It's really about learning to just trust. Trust your intuition. Trust that what you're receiving is what you're meant to be hearing. I have the funniest story about like me trying to practice building my intuition. So basically my spiritual coach said to me, okay, go to a cafe and like order something and use your intuition to order something. And so I'm standing there and I'm looking at the menu and I'm like, okay, my intuition says hot chocolate. But then I'm like, no, it says juice. And I'm like, no, it says hot chocolate. No, it says juice. I'm like, no, Emily. It says hot chocolate. And then I ordered the hot chocolate and then I messaged her and I'm like, no, I stuffed up. I thought my intuition said hot chocolate, but now I want a juice. And then I sat down, the hot chocolate came and I was like, Emily, you were right all along. You really wanted this hot chocolate. Like, damn. <laughs> I love that. It's like the funniest little example of doubting what you're receiving and just not fully leaning in and trusting what your intuition is telling you. That is a really fun practice. <laughs> I love that. And what's even funnier is that tonight I had two options. We had made curry last night and the night before we had chicken tacos and I was like, ah, oh, which one do I need? And it was like tacos. Nope. It's curry. And so I was just very like, this is what my body needs. And, and I laugh because it's like, that's, when you start to use intuition, you can use it all the time for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No more of those jokes where it's like the girlfriends never know what where they want to eat. We're gonna be <laughs> the very intu the very intuition-driven girlfriends and wives and women of the world who know exactly what they want to eat. Right. I love that. <laughs> so coming back then to the topic of alignment. 
Okay, if you had to give us like a couple of pointers on things that you do on a regular basis to make sure that you're constantly working in alignment, whether it be a little daily practice, whether it be like certain goals that you work towards or, you know, bigger picture rituals, what things do you personally do to make sure that you're always working in alignment? Mm, Let me think. I mean, that altar tool is something I just use all the time right? Like if I accomplish the first and most important thing, then I really drop in and I'm asked like, what is the next important thing? What needs to happen next? I'm consistently checking in because when my brain takes over, I get into a bit of a frenzy and it feels like I'm like, um, like ADD hopped up (laughs) probably because I'm a creator and I always have like 80 billion ideas in my head. So this is how I get really clear. Like all these ideas are super rad and I love my ideas, but like, okay, intuition, guidance, divine, what next? And that is just how I run my whole day. And it really creates a lot of ease. And when things get a little like dicey as they will, I get to really trust. Like, no, I followed my intuition. Everything is happening as it needs to. I love that so much, so much. And this is something that I'm definitely going to start practicing myself because I feel like I haven't been committing enough time at the start of the day to be getting clear on that, you know, to be getting clear on the direction that you should be taking. So it's like, well, are you actually working in alignment or are you just working your day based off the routine that you've been committing to for however long because you thought that's what you were meant to be doing? So I really do (laughs) love that approach. And it's so different to what anyone else has ever shared with me. So I appreciate you bringing that to the table. (laughs) Well, I have a sacred space training. So what I can do is it's $22, but I'll just give it to you and your listeners for free. So I'll send you the link with a coupon and anyone who wants to take it, it's a really great guide on how you dedicate, cleanse and create your sacred space for your practice. Oh, that is so incredible. Yes, my listeners will absolutely eat that up. So we'll pop that into the show notes of this episode so they can find that. And wow, I am so grateful for you. Thank you. (laughs) I think you'll enjoy it. I really do. I'm very, very eager to give it a shot because I'm sort of in this transition period where this isn't my house and then the house that I live at, I don't actually stay at my house and I need to find a way to create a sacred space of my own no matter where I am. Mm -hmm. So very grateful for that. But what I want to ask you now is like, Everything that you're saying to me, you very much work from a place of like passion and like just that's so true to you. So how do you go about creating a body of work that really is centered on that and centered on who you are, you know, what your strengths are, what your passions are, and how do you take that and translate that into making an impact? Mm, that's I love your questions. They're so good. So I will say for myself, When I had my awakening, which was when a bunch of my old trauma memories resurfaced and it was just so dark. And in that moment, I chose like, I'm in, if I'm going to live here on this earth, then I'm going to live my purpose. And I really began asking, like, asking the divine, show me my purpose, show me why I'm here. And as I did that, I began, it was like a treasure hunt, like, all these things started to come in and it woke up this passion, like, I had been alive. I don't know. I never remember my age. I think it was 33 when this happened. And it was like, I've been alive, but I haven't been alive. And when I chose to live my life based off of my purpose, it was like 
everything changed. The way I look changed. The way I lived changed. And when you find your purpose, which I believe will come if you ask, then that is what you build your body of work on because that's where the magic is. The magic is when you are in your vein of your purpose and your gifts. I mean, there's, there's never an end to creating. Mm-hmm. And I can 100% back you on that one because prior to like diving into the coaching world myself, I was working in the architecture industry and I was doing this because it was like, you know, you graduate high school, you got to pick a degree, you go get the degree, then you start working. And I just always felt so out of alignment with what I was doing. And so this podcast, it started as a passion project while I was studying. And then all of a sudden, like I was putting more time and energy into this. And I was like, wow, like I'm excited about this. Like I want to show up for my podcast. I don't want to show up for my degree or my job. And so then that's where for me, I guess my awakening really started. I started to question, okay, why am I moving in a direction that isn't aligned with my passions and where I want to be going? And so then from there, I started to take the action to really create that shift. So I fully resonate with what you're saying there in terms of like doing the work to find your passions. And then once you're clear on that, have the courage to be able to follow it. And something that you did mention before as well was like having to address your trauma. So how would you sort of like advise someone to go about beginning to do that work? Like what if someone sort of feels like, oh, I don't have any trauma. There's nothing stopping me. But we all know there is always something, whether it be big or small, and maybe need a little bit of searching to find it. How would you suggest people go about taking these first steps? So I believe trauma, how do we say this? Um, I feel like trauma finds us when we're ready to heal. So I'm a big believer of, yeah, you don't need to go seeking for it because when it's time, you don't get to even run from it. It's there. And it's like, it like jumps in your face and you realize that it has to be addressed. And so when that happens, I'm a big believer of rapid eye therapy, huge, huge, uh, Oh man, it was such a huge lifesaver for me. The amount of time I spent in there. I've also really dived in and done PTSD therapy. There's so many tools, practices. What I suggest is that people ask their intuition, ask the divine, like what type of therapy do I begin with? Bring me the perfect therapist, the perfect healer, the perfect guide. Like allow the universe, allow the divine to actually participate in helping you find the perfect place to heal. Every time I've needed therapy, that's what I've done. And I've always landed at the right place that has always taken me to the next spot of healing. And so when we're able to do that work and we're able to identify what our traumas are and we're able to work through them, what do you believe, like what opportunities do you believe that opens up for people? Everything, (laughs) like everything. Our trauma, it's so interesting. Our trauma is... It's what holds us back, but when we heal it, it's what frees us and it creates a new way of being. Mm, I love that. And it does for you because often when you have these traumas weighing you down, you feel like you can't become anything else. You can't do anything else. You allow it to really hold you back. You allow yourself to become your trauma and you allow it to define you. So when you can push past that, it just opens up a whole new world of possibilities for you, which is such a beautiful thing. Right? The image that's coming to me right now, I've never seen this before. So I love that this is showing up. It's like, you know, back in the day where you had tape recorders 
and you would have one tape cassette in the tape recorder and it would be playing and playing and playing. And that's how trauma has been for me. And I know that that's how it is for a lot of people. It's like this, this, this thing that plays in your head all the time, these beliefs, these, these things that you think are true, but they're really not. And when you heal from your trauma and it is a lifelong journey, I'm not saying like, well, and I'm healed, but like, it's a lifelong journey. But when you choose to heal, it's like someone took the tape out and they put a new one in and you get to hear different things and you get to experience life differently and you get to see things differently. And that's the gift of choosing to heal from your trauma. I love that visual that you gave there because I'm such a visual person. And usually the one that I use is it's like you're putting on a different pair of sunglasses. The color of the lens is how you're going to see the world around you. But I love that visual of changing a tape over and like tuning into a way higher frequency than what the previous tape was. (laughs) I know. I love that when that just showed up. I was like, that is a super rad way to talk about trauma. (laughs) Amazing. Well, Kira, I've got one more question for you today. And given that this is the Empower With Them podcast, what is one final piece of empowering advice that you would just, you just have to leave our listeners with today? I think it would be that whoever is listening, if you feel a nudge in your soul, a calling coming to your heart, that you are here for more, that you are here to make a difference, I invite you to listen to it and then begin to seek ask what the next step is for this to come alive. Because when you do, your life will radically shift in the most beautiful ways and you will contribute to the world in so much light. I love that. What a beautiful way to end this episode, to listen and then take action from whatever it is that you're receiving. I have genuinely loved connecting with you. Like, I just think this is so (laughs) awesome. Your energy is just so damn beautiful. So if Mm. any of our listeners feel the same today and they want to continue following you or tapping into any of the things that you're offering, whereabouts can they find you? Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on the show. And if anyone wants to connect, I actually answer all my DMs. So if you want to head over to Instagram, it's just Kira Polson. That's the fastest way. It's like giving me a text. If you want to email me, you can always email me at contactedcarepolson.com or just go to my website, carepolson.com. Super easy. And I'll make sure I put all of those into the show notes as well so they're easy for everyone to access. But Kira, again, thank you so much. This has been so awesome. A magical episode. That is all I can say. It's been a magical episode. So thank you for joining me. Thank you. This was the best way to end my day. So that's a wrap on today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast or know somebody who needs to hear this, then send this to them and share it to your stories, tagging me at empower.with.m.podcast. If you want more from the podcast, make sure you jump on over to the Empower community on Facebook. I have popped the link in the show notes of this episode, so I can't wait for you to join me there. But that's all for me for now, fam. It's time I love you and leave you. So until we hang again, remember you can break through any limiting mindset, any limiting belief, and you can rise above any challenge and step up and truly be empowered.